Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter. I'm a transformation coach dedicated to inspiring women and the men who support them to rise up in life, love, and leadership. Well, today we're talking all about integrity. Integrity is defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles or the state of being whole and undivided. I don't hear a lot of people talking about integrity these days. Not to say that we don't have it. I just think possibly it's because if you talk about it, then you're more prone to have to live it and people will actually call you out when you don't have it. Well, that's why I find it interesting that today's guest has called her organization or social enterprise, as she calls it. They've named the organization Integris Women. Yes, that's the name, Integris Women. Stephanie Cortillier is the founder and CEO, and she's on a mission to inspire, educate, and empower women to create their own purpose-driven futures through a forward-thinking and compassionate community. Essentially, she's created a community of women here in Southern California, yet expanding around the United States, to support one another and grow their businesses with integrity. You are going to love my conversation with her. Now, before we jump into that interview, I want to read you an Amazon review of Empowered to Rise, my new book available at insporising.com slash book. MJ, I wonder what that stands for, MJ, Matthew John. Mary Jane, who knows? He or she or they write, I admit I'm a sucker for a beautiful cover, but I only keep reading if something speaks to me on a deeply emotional, spiritual level. This book is beautiful inside as well. I enjoyed the personal stories of the author and others and how they filled me with hope and encouragement. I'm going to be reading this book again with a highlighter in hand. That is an awesome review. The name of the book is Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World, and it currently has 17 five-star reviews, including MJ's. You can pick it up on Amazon via the link insporising.com slash book. That's insporising.com slash book. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Stephanie. Thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I do appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, David. Very excited to be here and connect with you. I want to know all about this entity that you have started called Integris Women and what motivated you to start it. Well, David, I'm sure like many others who are the entrepreneurial spirits, spirits, right? We start with the internal journey. So for me, it was the challenge. It was the struggle. It was being in burnout in my case, where I was working for a lot of startups and wore hundreds of different hats, which I loved and I thrived off of. However, from that struggle of really trying to be successful, it was this this constant uh, hamster wheel of killing myself with crazy hours, with just trying to do it all and living in overwhelm that I broke. And through that break, it was very, you know, I like to consider myself a very positive, inspiring human. And I wasn't living in that. I was living, it felt like this rain cloud was just sitting over my head for Mm. years. And I ended up getting out of it just by starting to ask myself these questions. Who am I? Where do I belong? And what is my legacy? Mm. And through powerful questions, we get the powerful solutions, right? It's only when we ask, do we actually get to start seeking that, that new journey, that new path? And so Integris Woman really came from that heart-centered place of, 
I wanted more. I wanted to be more. I wanted to surround myself with humans who cared about other people, who took the time to look inward and live in a lifelong journey of development. And also through that process, take action and go out and live this legacy, not just talk about it. Hmm. Right. So it, it completely shifted my whole paradigm and the way that I lived and who I was. And I, you know, today I consider myself just so blessed and grateful to have this community that actually holds me accountable to be a better human. And I, and I love that, you know, the five people we hang around with the most is who we end up becoming. So for me, it was, I wanted to create better humans that surrounded me. And in my case, these were women who I aspired to be like, Mm -hmm. and so it was very grassroots. It was very, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew exactly my why Mm -hmm. I knew the vision And the how, which is where I used to get stuck. I'm a perfectionist. I love sitting in the how and solving problems. But in this case, I I let that go. And it, you know, it came to fruition all on its own. Mm, That that journey of being overwhelmed and having so much stress, tension, striving, whatever it might be, and then having a breakthrough experience or moment, you know, that seems so um, common. Uh, in our world, especially with the overworking or stress, you know, why do you think that is? Why do you think more and more people are having that experience? I love this question because by no means have I achieved, if you will, right? I haven't made it quote unquote. So I am still, by all means, I get stuck in my same patterns. I actually just picked up this book. It's kind of, you know, this universal moment. I've had this book called The Intuitive Way for like eight something years. Okay. And I had read a part of it before. And I think it was, I was ready to finally receive that message. Uh, This is literally just this week. And they talk about the be, do, have cycle. Mm -hmm. And all of us know that saying, be, do, have. And, you know, my mom, in my case, is a spiritual life coach. And of course, she's my mom. So the messaging is kind of like, okay, yeah, mom, that sounds great. But I never actually took it to heart. Uh, Can you elaborate on that? Just for somebody who maybe isn't aware of the kind of be, do, have kind of cycle. Help people understand that. I believe our society is stuck in do and have, meaning we live in a society that our happiness is based on what we have, on our accomplishments, on our career, on our titles. We're stuck to that. Uh, You know, you're interviewing me right now in a time of this COVID of uncertainty and people are losing those titles left and right. People are losing what they used to associate with who they are, that meaning for themselves. And myself included, am completely stuck and do have. I base my my worthiness on my accomplishments. And I think that is something that so many other women and men have got sucked into. So mm-hmm. the concept, the high level of be, do, have is almost just a, the way that we are, the way that we live our lives. And my kind of epiphany, even like I said, just this week, and I, I catch myself in the same spiraling cycle uh, it's it's almost different because with integrous women, it's instead of a job, we'll say, I am passionate. I live and breathe. This is my soul work. So it's almost, uh, it becomes an addiction, right? It's a very fine line between your passions and your yeah. addictions. And so for me, the do have cycle is to break that we have to sit and be. And it's so counterintuitive, especially for me, who I, once again, my worthiness is based on my production. But in order for me to actually get the inspiration and get the motivation and the energy in that, you know, when we're in flow Mm -hmm. and things are, you know, anything around me can just dissipate, but I'm so in the moment with that, that heartfelt work. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I have to, the counterintuitive piece is I have to let it go. I have to let go of producing to allow myself to do things I love, to sit outside in nature, to breathe. I talk really fast when I get really excited. And I, you know, I've been public speaking a lot more and everyone tells me, you know, slow down. So even just listening to that message and when I slow down, when I recenter myself, when I'm in B, mm-hmm. I can naturally then go into do, and I don't feel like I have to push anytime that you're stressed, anytime that you're overwhelmed, anytime that you're facing challenges and things aren't going my way, or Mm -hmm. I just feel so out of the loop. I'm so disconnected. That's when we're stuck and do have, Mm -hmm. and we need to remind ourselves and create those, you know, positive triggers or positive reminders. This is a time I need to let that go. I need to go back to finding myself and everyone, you know, everyone can do that in a different way mm-hmm. and to sit in the B because through the B that's when we're best connected to source, when we're best connected to our hearts, when we're connected to even our family members and we can enjoy the present moment. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, out of the blue, it's all, I, you know, I don't believe it's just coincidence. I believe it's meant in that way, but from there we will get that tap on the shoulder of here's this really cool idea. Or here's that, that, that solution to that challenge that you've literally been pushing yourself for a week and a half to figure out. And it just flows. And then it's, it's just, it's seamless. And the, so be, do, have as I mean, I, literally reading that chapter in this book of this breaking the do have cycle, I think is, is so important right now. Yeah. Especially now that we're all working from home, it's like home becomes work, work becomes home. They become enmeshed. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I work from home regularly and it sounds like you probably do too prior to this, yes. but, um, and so it can be challenging for us on a regular basis. It's like, where does work start and stop <laughs> and end? And, you know, cause it's, if you love it, yeah. you don't want to stop doing it. Right. Um, but that, yeah, that's so challenging. Mm, wow. Okay. So taking time to just be, yeah. So integrous women, why did you call it integrous women? Obviously, the root word there is integrity, but why was that so important as opposed to you could have called it be women, you could have called it mm. wise women, you could have, I don't know, you could have called it all kinds of, you know what I mean? I don't think I was at all in the be or wise space, even when I started it. So this, <laughs> this is a whole new path for me, David. Really, it came from my core values. Mm-hmm. I when I asked those first three questions, who am I, where do I belong? What is my legacy? And there were so many other questions I asked. It, it came kind of from a, a space of who I, that first one, who am I at the core? What do I want to be standing for? What, what really matters to me right now? You know, what does love look like? What does fulfillment feel like? Mm-hmm. And so coming from a place of my values, this is actually, this was a big shift for me too, is Instead of just goal setting to goal set, I now goal set around my values. And mm. so integrity was a was a key component to how I wanted not only to be, but how I wanted to do business. And I wanted to align myself with other partners, um, clients, collaborators, you know, sponsors, all, all of it, my whole ecosystem of business. I wanted to do business with people who are in alignment with those same values. And I felt that integrity, unfortunately, right now is is not something we we see a lot in business. Now, in my case with Integrous Women, I started it as a social enterprise, which means that there's a huge give component to all the business I do. So living with integrity is essential to the way that I do business because 
I'm, I need to be, or at least I choose to be transparent in where the funding goes. I choose to be transparent in, in communicating the impact. So for me, integrous women, and it's so, I, I appreciate that, you know, it comes from integrity because the word integrous doesn't exist, but it's, it's been just, you know, I kind of joke that when you do business with me, I, I, I held myself accountable automatically just by naming myself Integrous Women, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does create this very strong, I would even say, identity for our members in our community mm. that we, and it's not to make it, you know, another stress or a burden of who we need to be and expect ourselves. You know, I don't like the word expectation. Instead, I like the word commitment. And so this commitment to, to aspire to be someone who, it, who lives of integrity, right? That, that just sits so deeply within my soul. And I've found that in our community, it's the same for all these other women. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? To live this. What does that mean to you to live with integrity? Ooh, that's a, that's a deep question because there's so many elements to it. For me, integrity is, I mean, at the very basic, I, I do what I say, right? There's, there's alignment between the words that I'm speaking and the actions that I'm taking. And I'm not a perfect human. I haven't once again made it or achieved it all. Or, you know, I, I may be two steps ahead of a couple of the women that I, I get to serve and I get to learn and, you know, fail miserably in front of them and with them. So with integrity, it's to me, it's living that authentic life. It's being open about when things aren't going well. That was a new one for me. I, I used to love you. And I think, unfortunately, that's how our society raises our young girls be pretty, sit down, be quiet, don't cause chaos, don't be loud, mm-hmm. right? Or else you're bossy or else you're, it turns in, you know, these, what could be these strengths are automatically flipped into weaknesses. Mm. And so the integrity piece is so important. And it, for me, it, it really means as simply as when I say something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that needs to show up on all elements of my life, not just my business, if I tell my husband I'm going to stop working at 6 p.m., but I'm working till 7, 8 p.m., mm-hmm. I'm not living with integrity. Yeah. And when we when we break those, even those, um, you know, those promises to ourselves, well, it, that means it's showing up in so many other places in our life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it serves once again as a reminder to myself that I've committed to this. And what better way than to stick it in my name and my business so I hear it all the time. And I can, and I can kind of check myself when I'm not in integrity and it's okay to, to, to not be on all the time, to not be perfect all of the time and to have grace with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I don't hear that word integrous or integrity used very much at all in our culture outside of, you know, part of my background uh, in terms of faith is as a Christian. Um, and in that, although my, beliefs have shifted, you know, quite a bit over the last decade, that is a strong word in that community. You know, that's a Mm. really strong concept, a really strong value. That's really positive, you know, to have integrity. Um, One of the challenges that I've seen though, is when that value is lifted up, Mm -hmm. that um, some people can then go into hiding when they feel like their life is not aligning in some way with their words. So then it could become a place of, um, I'm not believing, I'm not saying anything bad about integrity. It's wonderful. This is amazing. But how do you personally deal with like, oh my gosh, I am working till eight and yet I'm presenting this view that I'm working till six or I am 
I did kind of shade it on that. I was kind of promoting (laughs) a little too much rather than what it was. Really, there's only 10 people involved in this thing, not 100, you know, or something. You know what I mean? Whatever the thing is. Um, How do you deal with that for yourself and others? It was for me specifically. And, you know, I can't speak to other stories, but what I've noticed for myself and I aligned it with the identity of my perfection of having to be this perfect, I have it all, I'm doing it all on the outside. Mm -hmm. And on the inside, it was just broken. It was overwhelmed. That was the chaos. So integrity is a choice. And as I said in the beginning, we're humans. It's okay to fail. It's and not even fail, but it's okay to mess up. Yeah. And the, you know, I think that it's, this is a a self-identity kind of journey also, but it's, that awakening piece within our society right now where my biggest learning lesson, so I I work a lot in mental health and it was fascinating for me because it was so easy for me to be that safe person for people to come and share their struggles with. Right. But in even my closest of personal relationships, I was never someone who self-disclosed my struggles because I had to seem perfect because I had to have it all together. I was like, I joke, I was like this positive boot camp officer going around going, it's okay. I'm going to whip you into positive shape and literally making these bad emotions or these failures or these, these learning lessons as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. If I feel angry, Oh, I'm a bad person. Or Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling sad right now or feeling guilty, that's a horror. That's a bad emotion. I need to tuck that away Mm -hmm. and and be positive. And that was the cycle that I was in. Mm -hmm. And it broke Uh, for me. I've had just so many life situations. Let's say one in particular, it broke me and it created, it literally forced me into a space where I had to, to get out of that. I had mm. to say, look, this is what I'm going through. Mm. And I'm not in a, in a healthy mindset right now. I'm in a very, you know, I'm going through grief in my case. Mm. And through this grief, it, it ripped my heart open. But through mm. that process, I learned the importance of sitting in the, the heart. And making it okay to be in hard spaces. Mm-hmm. And that is so powerful, not only personally, but for business, because I will fail in my business. I'm going to leave off an edge with no idea where the state, there may, may not be a safety net. And when I fail, not if, but when, when I fail, I will have learned to sit in that hard place and have learned to still bring voice to mm-hmm. my journey mm-hmm. and say, look, guys, do you see that ledge? I jumped. Mm-hmm. I completely messed up. Don't do what I did, right? Like that's the beauty of running, a com- in my case, a community is people ask me questions all the time and I get to share. Not, if I only share the successes right. and I had a, a great conversation with one of my members, actually, she said, I put you on a pedestal. And it, when I put you on a pedestal, I can't connect with you in a deep way. Yeah. But when you come, not, not even down from the pedestal, but when you make yourself real yeah. and you tell me, hey, me too, I have those hard thoughts. Right. Me too. I have been through that struggle. Me too. I've sat there in depression and no idea where to, where to get out. Mm-hmm. But this is the one step I took. When we can level with people in that way, then mm-hmm. yeah, we create that. That's where we get connection and integrous woman. That's one of our foundations is authentic connection. Yeah. You can only do that when you're in a space of being with people. Mm-hmm. I've heard it described that your integrity is when your um, insides match your outsides. Mm, Meaning that, you know, like you just said, that you're not trying to be something other than who you are. 
Um, and that doesn't mean that we're walking around as like, you know, one constant Facebook rant or open wound, <laughs> you know, but yeah. that, but that, you know, whatever we're going through on the inside is matching the inside or matching the outside. And if we mm-hmm. said something on the outside that our internal world is going to match that and how mm-hmm. do we align those things? Um, that's really beautiful. Um, I know that you call Integris Women a social enterprise. Um, what What is that? That's kind of new language for probably some of our listeners. So I, I caught myself in one of my events accidentally actually describing it this way, and it kind of caught fire in my community. So I'm going to use the same very raw definition. Uh, social enterprise is if you imagine a mom and a dad, and the mom is a nonprofit and the dad is a for-profit, and I laugh because this is so my mom and dad. My mom's like a giver. My dad's like business, right? So you've got these parents. And when they get together and they have a baby, it's this blended version, this blended model. So I'm jokingly, I'm totally the social enterprise model where I, yeah, I've got the ambition where I want to create revenue and create sustainable profits to fund a business, right? So I, there's a for-profit component to Integris Woman, which is we're a membership community. We host events that you know we charge for. We have sponsorships. We do uh, impact retreats. We do a whole multitude of things to create revenue. Because yes, this is a business, and I'm not ashamed to say it's a business because we need funding in order to sustain the impact piece of our business. Mm-hmm. So in my case, the impact piece is work we do in Guatemala around mental health. It's uh, sponsorships we provide to local underserved women because they also deserve to get connected with a different set of five women, right? Just like when I first started. Um, it's the, 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 the community component of what we've built with our ecosystem of nonprofits and social enterprises here in Orange County and also now really expanding into different states. So it's this very intricate blended model. You, I mean, there, you can Google social enterprise as I did a million times when I was starting. And there's so many different definitions. That's what's kind of fun for entrepreneurs right now is it's not black and white. There's, mm-hmm. It's literally the gray space between these two worlds. But I believe I'm very a big advocate that this is the wave of business for the future. Because there's more accountability to businesses to show their impact. It's, you know, I'm a millennial. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm, I'm the good millennial, you know, not that there's a bad version, but it's, I, we're passionate. We want to have impact. We want to, we want to know that when I give you a dollar, that dollar is going to not just serve you, but serve someone else, sure. right? Get creative with the way we do business. So social enterprise is the wave of the future. Nonprofits aren't as sustainable, the funding dollars are different. Fundraising is different. I work in nonprofit. I know this. For-profits are unfortunately seen, you know, many of them are doing really great work, but many of them are seen as greedy or the only thing they care about is their stakeholders. Right. They don't think about their clients. They don't think about uh, the littering that they're doing through their business, right? So how do you find a, a happy mix? And really for me, social enterprise is that pathway. Mm-hmm. I know there are three pillars that you really focus on that are part of that social enterprise. Can you break that down for us? And specifically the give back component, how you chose where you give back, how that happens and so forth. The three pillars for Integris Women are the three piece. Kept it real simple. Personal power. So it starts with ourselves. Really, if you look at be, do, have, it kind of flows that in that same method. So personal power. Second one is professional development. And the third is philanthropy. 
Now I broke it down like this because when I got out of that same struggle for myself, I looked at my life and I found there were three common themes of of places, right? So I can bucket in family, friends, and all that in my personal life, um, professionals, my career, my finances, my work. And then in my philanthropy, that's the fun, that's the give, that's the being of service, a servant leader. And so through those three pillars, we've built content, events, connections, everything we do flows within those three. And by living through those three and consistently being even conscious of those three themes in our lives, that to me is how we stay with integrity, how we live that integrous leader or become that integrous leader in our communities for mm-hmm. the, the work and the, the impact that we're looking to create. Okay. So you chose as part of that philanthropy work in Guatemala. How did you choose that work? What does that look like? How does that play out? If you asked me when I first started in Tigers, when I'd be doing anything in Guatemala, I'd be like, uh, I don't even know anyone who lives there. What like what I, Guatemala was so off of my radar. It's nothing to do with, I think, where my head was at. You know, I'm French. I'm Middle Eastern. If anything, I would have started there. But living, I think it, it was very much, and this is what I always tell our members is, don't get stuck in the how. And I, I will get to the point of, of getting to Guatemala, but I was so crystal clear on my why. Great. I've got three P's. I know what this will look like for myself. I know why it's important to me. I know that my heart is in this work. I know I'm doing it for the right reasons. And it's not just for show. The vision was to create a community mm-hmm. to, to be this integrous leader. So I knew the why I knew the the vision and the how was a total blur. I just started going out and talking oh, about yeah. this stuff, right? Speak as if it already exists and it shall. So I just went out and started talking and people resonated with the message. They're like, awesome, great. Now there's two of us. Now there's seven <laughs> of us. Now there's 15. Uh, what are we doing? I don't know, but we're, you know, we're doing something and it's, it's working. And so Guatemala came along in the beginning stages of when I was just kind of talking and saying, hey, this is my vision for what I want to be as an integrous leader. Do you resonate? And ironically, it was in a job interview for a nonprofit because I wanted to get the nonprofit experience. I never worked a nonprofit. I was always for profit. And the HR director goes, you need to meet my niece. You are just like her. And her title, her niece's title was something like, oh God, it was like a six, a happiness coach, I think at the time. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Obviously, I want to be happy. I would love to meet your niece. So long story short, I get coffee with this, this woman I had never met and if you get, you know, if you, if you live in Orange County, I'd love to get coffee with you because I'm such, unfortunately, we could do virtual coffee, but I digress. I, I get to sit down with this beautiful woman and it's an hour coffee meeting, just like any other business meeting I have. And I sit there for three hours wow. and three hours later, because she's sharing stories of these young girls in Guatemala. And this was the, this ended up being the connection. And in my case, just sitting and hearing these stories, it was a pivotal moment for me. Because like many of us, I volunteer, I do good. I've traveled around, you know, I've, I've been blessed to travel to different countries and do good there. But for whatever reason, I walked away from that meeting and going, someone needs to do something about this. Mm. And it was stories of, in my, you know, in this case, young teen moms who were being abused, who at 12 years old was, were having children out of abusive relationships mm-hmm. and, it was just this horrific scene in my mind. And I'm like, I couldn't even fathom that in the 21st century, this is still happening. Right. But that moment of asking the question, someone needs to do something about this. And I know many of us have had that moment in our lives, but not many of us do something about it. Right. We kind of look to our left and look to our right. Well, someone else will take care of that. Sure. Exactly. And for me, it was sitting and going, 
oh my God, I have this ideal for integrous woman. I knew I wanted to partner with a nonprofit or do something. I would give no idea how I didn't know about social enterprise at the time. So that was the start of that relationship. So Guatemala became this co-partner where we got to build and co-create what became a, a very key part of our impact model. So once again, the how everyone will appear, it doesn't, we get so stuck in, I need to know exactly the, the, the step one, step two, step three, but meeting it, you know, her name's Kim Latona, sitting down with Kim for coffee all these years ago. Now we, we laugh at that moment because it was so, it was just so powerful and such a pivotal moment for both of us to have built that relationship in that literally unknowing of what was going to happen. So Guatemala, you know, to, to get to that point was built through that first coffee. And now we've built, um, it was a three-year program that we put together around mental health and empowerment. And so we made it sustainable by creating things like a health needs analysis. So now we actually travel twice a year to Guatemala. We have monthly meetings with them. Uh, one of those actual uh, trips, I bring a group of my community with me. So we call it our impact trip. And it's always different, meaning we always do the best to use the skill sets, the strengths, and the passions of the women that come with us to co-create that space. So it's oh, it always looks different, mm-hmm. but at the heart of it, it's how do we best serve, but also where can we learn from this community? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not the white knights coming in to save the day. We go in and we ask questions and we remind them that they already have the solutions. A lot of times that's just what people need. So powerful. Wow. Now you've just described my next question is really about the uniqueness of Integris Women. And you've just described that in terms of the give component outside of the give component. All right. We know that that's what makes Integris Women very unique as a social enterprise. What also makes Integris Women unique in terms of um, what you do versus perhaps other networking groups that gather together? And it's funny because we, when people come to our events, they think they're coming to a networking event. And I know I say it's different. And now we get to do this virtually, which is actually more exciting. But they think they're showing up to networking. So we always have this moment at the very end of our events where we do this huge uh, roundtable and everyone gets to speak and have a voice. And it's always the resounding, I didn't want to come, right? I, 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 knew, I kind of forced myself to come because I knew I have this new business or my boss told me I have to be here. And it's, it, it's kind of this raw moment where we get to be like, I was tired today. I didn't want to have to come to a night networking event. Yeah. And it ends up being so much more because it's it's not a networking event. It's almost like showing up in a room full of who's going to become your best friends. Hmm. And you don't know who that person is yet, but through the night you get to have these very deep conversations. And I think that's what really, I mean, I know based on what we've I did death by survey for a long time. I'm a marketer. So I was like, what is it? What's our magic sauce? And I was like begging my community to tell me. And it was kind of like always, always right in front of my face. Right. It's like, well, it's just who we are. It's when you get to sit across a person and you, and I know this because I love networking. So I go to so many networking events and it's, it's rare to meet those unique, beautiful humans who are as excited to hear about you as they are to talk about themselves. Right. 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 right? So to sit in a room full of women who are, you know, to society standards successful and also very humble and are literally in a space where they want to know about you, but they don't ask you, what do you do? They ask you, what do you like to do? Yeah. They ask you, who are you? Like, what do you do on the weekends? What's fun for you? How do I support? How do I serve you? 
oh my gosh, walk into a room like that. You never want to leave. <laughs> right. So powerful. So powerful. I always ask people, how do you spend your time? You know, that's a radically that's a different one. question. You know, it's just yeah. like, well, I, like, well, I need to mean? write that down. Uh, oh, do you mean work? Sure. But you mean <laughs> like with my partner? Yeah, sure. Mm. You know. So I'm writing this down, David. I love <laughs> questions. Good questions. That's all you need in groups, anyways. Show up with a different, unique question. Oh my gosh, you stand out so much compared to, oh, why are you here? What do you do? Like, There's always the two common questions in networking events. But if yes. you learn to ask more powerful questions, you will build deeper relationships. Yes, yes. We were, uh, my wife and I were at a Christmas party um, a number of years ago. Beautiful waterfront, oceanfront, you know, home. Everybody's kind of jam packed. There's music, there's people. And there's a politician there that is very well known. And he was walking around passing out his business card, not asking <laughs> you, like, just like literally, like, here's a car. And, <laughs> and I thought, this is the uh, poor, poor guy. This is the embodiment of what most people envision a networking event to do. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's just walking around somehow pushing your agenda on other people. Oh my god! It was so funny. He had already given us one and then he went to give us another one and he didn't even realize. No. And my wife's like, yeah, I've already got, I've already got one. Thanks so much. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So funny. So such a challenge. Um, politicians have it tough because they're constantly meeting all these new people. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a difficult thing. Um, all right. So if somebody wants to start something like this in their area, you know, maybe they, obviously you're in Orange County, California. They can join virtually your sessions right now, which is so great. But let's just say that after the coronavirus, or maybe they just want to connect with women in their geographical area. What advice would you have for them in terms of how to begin something like that? So the question actually, I'm going to restate it just to make it clear. So it's how do I, how do I build community? around my values or how do I build a, in our case, a movement around a vision that is very clear of what we want to, who we want to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it starts first, you got to define for yourself who you are. You have to really sit and go through in my case. I still, <laughs> I, it's, I try to push this perfectionist piece, but there, it just shows up everywhere. Right. So I, I didn't take one personality test. I took like 20, right. And I mapped it all out. I'm like, this is who I am. And I never actually sat and I, you know, it took me a while to finally sit and ask myself and listen to myself, but I was really looking for that outside, you know, what are my strengths? Uh, what are my weaknesses? So I'm aware of them and I know where to leverage, but to build that community for me, it, the best advice I can do is get to know yourself first be really clear on your why, discover your purpose, go out, try different things. I, I didn't get this off the first bat. I tried, uh, you know, with my husband, we were actually making French pastries. And I was like, how do I create a social enterprise or, you know, an impact around French pastries? Let me, I love senior citizens. And I just started mapping out, right? Like, here's, here's my strengths. Mm -hmm. Where's my passion lie? Or what's a business model that can get me towards the impact that I want to have? So it was kind of like this Venn diagram, if you will, of my strengths, different businesses, and the impact. But the, what mattered most to me was my strengths and the impact. Mm -hmm. And then it was just, what is that, that method, that framework, that process that's going to get me to get the impact and leverage my strengths? And I'm a, in my case, I'm a natural connector. It came easy. It's not hard for me to get a group of 15 women to sit in a circle and have a, a conversation. Yeah. But if you're an introvert... 
don't go use this process. This is not your process, right? right? You might be awesome at copywriting or you might be a killer at social media. I am horrible at social media. I barely update my own personal social media feed. So don't go ask me to go be this, you know, huge influencer online. You know, maybe I will if I find the right people, but to build, to build that community around you, first identify your strengths, look at what is it you want to not even accomplish, but who do you want to be in this world? Mm-hmm. Right. What, what's the niche or what's, what, what's the passion points? Do you love to sew? Build a community around sewing, right? Actually some of the best and most thriving communities are the ones that are in these most niche groups that you would right. never anticipate. Right. Sewing, gardening, they, they have the most loyal people because they're so passionate and trust me, your life is going to change really drastically and fast when you start surrounding yourself with people and you start having different conversations than the ones you're currently having. So sit and think about this stuff. Take, I mean, this is what the 1% do. This is not what the 99% do. The 99% do are sleepwalking. The 1% are awake, highly aware of who they are, always learning, always growing, asking for feedback, doing these types of things, and then surrounding themselves by people who will hold them accountable to be that best version of themselves. Stephanie, so good. Integrouswomen.com, I-N-T-E-G-R-O-U-S women.com. We'll obviously have that in the show notes. People can swipe up on their phone and click the link there and learn more about what you're doing and follow you on social media. <laughs> I'm good at LinkedIn. If you want to follow me on LinkedIn, that's probably where I'm most active, but yes. We will, we will definitely connect people there. So Stephanie, thanks for sharing your journey and your wisdom and your value for integrity. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. Appreciate you for having me. If you were inspired by my conversation with Stephanie today, I want to invite you to take a moment and share it with a friend. Screenshot your phone, text them the image, and tell them to subscribe to Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app. And also, don't forget to pick up my new book, Empowered to Rise, at insporising.com slash book. It's a quick read, and people are saying that it's truly making a difference in their lives. As you go about your day, I want to encourage you to think about that word integrity and reflect on its meaning in your life. Are you a person of integrity? How can you seek to cultivate that value in your life and the way that you have relationships with your family and friends and coworkers? And what does integrity look like in your life on a day-to-day basis?